Welcome to Coaching DNA Podcast. I am your host, Travis Wyckoff. My guests on this podcast are coaches, athletic directors, sports psychologists, and really anyone else that can add value to leaders. In each episode, we spend time exploring leadership, culture, development, personal growth, and much, much more. The guests are different in many ways, but share profound similarities. They are hungry to get better, they are guided by purpose, and they are driven to develop the people around them. Each episode allows us to dive into what skills, attributes, and giftings make up great leaders. When I'm not doing this podcast, I run Kingdom Coaching. It is my consulting business where I coach coaches. I work with coaches one-on-one. I work with coaching staffs, as well as run online cohorts. Additionally, I write a weekly email newsletter to resource coaches with tools and strategies to be better leaders and coaches. To find out more, visit my website at kingdomcoachingtw.com and please check me out on Twitter at kingdomcoachtw or at coaching underscore DNA and give me a follow. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Trevor Johnson, head volleyball coach at Liberty University. During this episode, we talk about leadership development in the volleyball program, areas of growth for Trevor, the passion he has to pour into his athletes, and much, much more. I think I'm sounding like a broken record, but Trevor's a stud. Loved uh, visiting with him. He's humble, personable, and uh, connects super easily. So without further ado, my conversation with Trevor Johnson. On this, uh, this is tied into culture a little bit. What do you, how do you develop leaders in your program? I'll ask that very general question. And then I got a few follow-ups. Like what's it look like for you to, to, to do leadership development in your program? Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we meet uh, with, with our captains um, pretty regularly. Um, you know, How many this, captains? Uh, we had three uh, this, this whole season. Um, so as a senior, a freshman, and a sophomore, and so uh, you know we we read the book, the captain's class, and and you know leadership training. Um, we went through that book as well, and and uh, you know it's, it's it's interesting to see you know what what characteristics of a leader you know that they're that are defined in those books, and uh, what what makes those teams great, and uh, so just being able to talk to our girls like you know captain is just a title, but leadership's action. And, uh, you know, I want all of our girls to be leaders, you know, and, and so, um, you know, we, we have these, I, I've put certain people in certain um, jobs, you know, whether it's like someone in charge of music or someone in charge of the, what we wear each day or when we travel, when we practice, you know, there's a spiritual leader on our team, a uh, spiritual advisor. Uh, so all these girls on our team, each of them has a job and uh, they love it. They just, they own it. And uh, so that's, that's been really good for our team. But, uh, you know, I, I meet with them pretty regularly and, uh, hey, are there anything we need to flush out? Or I'm always trying to unclog arteries. So if there's any issues going on, I want to make sure that that's being flushed out. And I don't want little things to become bigger issues than they need to be. So. Um, you know, if I'm hearing that there are some small arguments or 
you know, concerns, hey, great, awesome. But if I'm not, then that's when, that's when I worry. And, um, you know, because I know that there's a big blog here coming soon. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we talk about that. Or, um, I'm also not afraid to tell them like, hey, like, we need to get going and practice. You know, as soon as we step in the gym, let's make sure that the balls are moving and we're getting the ball going over the net or we're running and stretching or whatever. Um, you know, there's just too much talking, you know, going on before practice. And so they, they know my expectations and, uh, by no means am I perfect, you know, at, at that. And, and, um, you know, I, I'm still learning and developing as a coach myself, but, uh, yeah, I, I want to make sure that everyone's a leader on our team. Um, how do you pick captains? How's that process? I was, I was interested that you had a freshman. Yeah. So, you know, for, for me, you know, again, reading through the, that, you know, the, the captain class book and just to think about someone that is not the best player necessarily or a starter, uh, but someone that understands what Liberty volleyball is all about. And, uh, you know, someone that exemplifies servant leadership, someone that gets there first, or like, you know, arrives first, leaves last, you know, someone that is not afraid to get on somebody and uh, someone that just loves and encourages her teammates both on and off the court and, and, and someone that truly invests in relationships, you know, not just a few girls, but the whole team. And so she, she was awesome this year and, and she uh, unfortunately had an injury midway through the season, but, but she was great, you know, all year. And so at first, yeah, the, the girls were like, why is, why is a freshman, you know, uh, being a captain? But uh, yeah, um, I think they realized that she was more than just a, a freshman. She was just everything we wanted and then some. So yeah. Um, but so the coaches picked the captains? This year we did. Yeah. In years past, I've had girls uh, vote for that. Yeah. Uh, this season, having listened to, you know, Aaron Mansfield talk about his and, and maybe not even having a captain at all. I, I'm curious to see, you know, how that goes. And I'm, my staff and I are talking about, you know, what if we just don't have a captain, you know, this, this fall and, and seeing where that goes, but just giving people specific jobs and, and specific titles um, and that they can just own and, and be good with it this year. So we're still on the fence. Uh, I'll let yeah. you know how that goes after this fall. Have you always been a part of programs that had captains? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit out of, it would be out of your quote unquote comfort zone to not have one. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, uh, I, I think it's worth the risk, you know, and um, again, I'm not trying to be like any other program. I just, I just want to be the best Liberty volleyball that we can be. And uh, we're not trying to compare ourselves to anybody else. And I'm not trying to compare myself to any other coach. I just want to see you know what, what's best for us. Totally. So maybe, maybe this could work. It's a fascinating study on do you do captains or not? I, I don't always ask it, um, but I, I've asked it, I don't know, probably 20 times. And it's really interesting. It's, yeah. it's kind of a mix. In the, in the baseball world, is it typically the best player that is normally the, the captain? I've never been on it. I've never coached in a program that had a captain in baseball. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I was at Iowa. We didn't have captains. Creighton captains. I was a head coach. I didn't do captains because I had never seen it. When I was in college, we didn't have captains. And then when I was at DBU, we didn't have captains. I've always seen it where it's like you kind of have a sense. You know who your leaders are, especially by the time they're a junior, senior, unless they're a junior college kid. And you just, I mean, like I can think through like some pitching staffs I had where I'm constantly pulling guys aside and saying, hey, 
you you got to help that kid out. He's scuffling. Mm-hmm. Like, man, make sure you're seeing what's going on there. Or, dude, you got to. I need you to pick it up because you're you're the bell cow. Like, people are looking at you. So I knew who the guys I were going to pull aside. Kind of like they were captains. They just didn't have the mantle. So I have never been in a program that actually had like those are your captains. Mm. Mm. So probably probably is why I'm predisposed to like not doing it. Um, and another reason why I love asking the question because I'm just it's just a fascinating conversation. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. In, in yeah. The but uh, I just. Normally, like whoever has the, the locker room is typically like who the girls, you know, follow. How do you pick the people? You, you said they have different areas that they're in, in charge of, that they're leading. How do you organize those? And how do you say, okay, you're going to be in charge of music or you're do raise their hand like I want that role or how's that play out? Good question. So we actually, I wrote up, we had 14 girls uh, this semester. So I wrote up 14 different jobs on the whiteboard mm-hmm. and just put a, a dash next to it. And then we went, we went one by one and we had them sit down uh, on the court and we're like, all right, who wants to be in charge of music? And then uh, someone raised their hand and they had to stand up and, and kind of give a speech as to why they felt like they should be in charge of music. And so some girls were like, boo, or like, no, we don't want her. Uh, so that, that part was fun. Um, and then some just, you automatically knew like, yep, perfect. That's a perfect job for that yeah. person. So yeah, kind of give them some autonomy and, and they got to, to pick and choose and they decided. So love it. And yeah. this is all on the spot or they knew that you were going to ask yep. this. So be on the spot. wow. That's fun. In the spot. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Cool. It worked out great. <laughs> so, yeah. What have been the biggest keys to your personal development as a, as a coach, what are, when you, when you look back at your uh, coaching career thus far, what are some, some monuments? What are some big keys to you getting where you're at right now? Yeah. You know, the, the worldly thing would, would say like having success and, and uh, doing well and winning championships. For me, what, what stood out is, is, is getting that phone call from a guy or from a former girl player and just saying, Hey coach, like, I just want to say thank you. You know, like I, I appreciate all that you've done. Um, you know, I, I coached uh, men and women. And, and so I, I got a call this was several months ago from a former player of mine. <clears throat> but he was like, hey, coach, I'm an entrepreneur right now in Florida. But I, I go and speak to these other like business people or to other like companies and, and everything that we talked about in our gym and our culture. I talk about all the time. Cool. He's like, I just... I appreciate you and, and for helping me to become the man that I've become today. And, you know, so that's, that's why we're coaching, you know, and, and we're not just coaching for these championships and these wins and losses, but, you know, we're, we're coaching to impact young people's lives. And, and that's why I love it. That's why I love coaching, you know, this, these college girls and, and this chance for me to, to help shape them in this crucial time of their lives. You know, they're, they're forming their identity. They're, Picking a major is going to affect the rest of their lives. Maybe there's a future spouse, you know, and, and I'm yelling at them in practice and we have to play the best team in the ASUN the next day. You know, how are you going to handle that? So there's a lot of things that we talk about in our gym that apply to the rest of your life. So uh, I, I just, I love that part of, of coaching and, and you're not always, you don't always see that. You don't always get those phone calls, but you just, you never know who you're impacting. Um, yeah. So I, I just, that's a part I love. Love it. Love it. 
Okay, going forward, what are the what are the one? I'll maybe give you two areas, but for sure, what's the one area that you're like, okay, I I really really want to grow in this area. I've got to get better here. Uh, yeah, for for me, and, and this is hard to say, but uh, I think communication, especially with my girls, uh, my my team. Um, I never I never want them to assume that uh, they know what I'm thinking. Um, they I, I can definitely be better at that and, and really having honest conversations with them, regardless of if it's going to, you know, hurt their feelings or not. Like I have to be better at those. And uh, I, I have gotten a lot better. It's, it's still a little uncomfortable for me for being honest, but I know that that those conversations have to happen and they have to happen early and they have to happen often. And uh, again, just trying to find that balance of love and, and accountability. So, um, and I don't want to sugarcoat things for our girls and I never want them to guess, you know, what I'm, what I'm thinking. So I, I can definitely, definitely get better at the communication part for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think I can definitely get better at, at being organized. You know, I, I have two assistants that definitely help me with that. Um, I'm not sure if you know, like the Enneagram, but, uh, I, I'm a seven. So I, I, am the enthusiast. I, I oh, love yeah. It. I love to have a good time. I'm a visionary. I can see the big picture. I can see what Liberty Volleyball is going to be like. Uh, I just need some structure. And so that's where uh, Brett, my assistant, he's a one. So he's he's very black and white. Uh, I make him be the official for practices because he's, you know, it's yes or no. And uh, he helps me stay on track for sure. My wife's a one as well. So uh, that's why we're a perfect match for each other because she, she wants to have fun and but I also want the structure and, and I need that balance. So, uh, yeah, I think communication and, and, and being more organized will, will definitely help and continue to get better in that area. So on the communication, it sounds like the specific piece is like just having those uncomfortable run to the tension type moments. Yeah. The, the playing time, the, yeah. you know, uh, why'd you take me out? Um, you know, those, those conversations, um, you know, this, this kind of, um, you know, how you're acting in practice or what you are, what you're not doing, it's not acceptable, you know, just kind of managing the, the line, you know, and, and managing expectations, you know, of, of things below the line and above the line. Um, so these girls want to know where they stand. These girls yep. want to know, you know, if, if they're supposed to be here and they want to know if, if coach believes in me. So, um, yeah, I, I need to have those honest conversations for sure. Totally. And I think, I think having that, like I always, I, and I might've mentioned on a podcast before, like grace is sometimes a um, pat on the back hug. Grace is also sometimes a, a discipline. It's a, it can be a, I, I say a paddle, but I think people know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think what, what that, and plus, you know, kind of even in the side of love and accountability, I think what it does is it reframes it reframes things for us so that the harder conversations are like a little easier. Cause let's be honest, hard conversations are hard for a reason. It's there's people, but when you, I think when you have the perspective of like, gosh, this is going to be really hard, but Mm -hmm. this is the most loving thing I can do for this person. It, it, it at least helps having those conversations. I love it. I love it. Way to frame that for sure. So yeah. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Go for it. Yeah, Travis, let's flip it a little bit. And I would just love to ask you uh, a question. You've talked with hundreds of coaches. Um, You know, what are some things that stand out to you uh, that you think 
uh, help the success of these coaches? Like what, what makes these coaches, what are, what are some attributes? What are some things that you think make good coaches? Well, one, I always say character. Like it's hard for me to put somebody in a, a really good coach category if they treat people like, I don't care how much they've won, if they've treated people poorly. So I always say character. Um, I, I, I think, and you mentioned it about kind of maybe one of your strengths. I think the really high level coaches that I've been around have really good clarity and they fight hard for clarity and they see things just on a, just a little bit more clearly than, than others. Hmm. Um, another category that seems to be just constantly reoccurring is emotional intelligence. They can hmm. read a room. They know themselves the good and the bad because they're all none of no one's perfect like in in fact some of the really high level leaders have some big warts but they're just aware of them they're like okay i cannot let this big wart this big big weakness uh hurt me so they're aware of so that emotional intelligence um and i think that cascades into other things like communication like reading the room and what tone to have at practice and what is it, is it a kind of like, I'm about to get after you guys tone, or is it about to, I feel like I need to maybe, maybe let the pressure out of the room and have a little fun tone. So that emotional intelligence is not just like self-awareness. It's reading the room. It's reading an athlete. It's how you communicate when you communicate type, type of thing. Um, and then lastly, that that I see consistently is there's just a psychology. There's just a, there's like a toughness to them. Doesn't mean they don't get discouraged and in a dark place if they have a, a tough stretch in their season or whatever. It just means they they rebound. They're quick rebounders. They they have a, a, a that 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 psychology that we talked about our athletes about next play and and resilience and confidence and all that. I see the elite leaders have that. They just, there's just a toughness about them. There's a resilience. There's a ultra fine focus on what they're wanting to accomplish. Um, so yeah, those are the things that, that stick just some attributes. And then I think one of the things that I keep coming back to, and I see it over and over and over and over again, is the the really good leaders that I see? They are learners. They're constantly growing and evolving, and it doesn't mean they they they're constantly changing their philosophy and changing their offense or what. It doesn't mean that. It just means they're constantly learning and growing. Um, and you know the really high level coaches that I've seen. You look at them now, and they're twenty years into their career, and people look at them and think, "Wow, they're all like, wow, I could never get there." And what we don't see is the 20 years of day after day after day of learning and reflecting and, and learning from their job, like reflecting on practices and games and did I make the right move, but also learning from other resources, reading, listening to the podcast, talking to other coaches, reflecting, doing all of that day after day after day after day after day after day for 19, 15, 20 years. And you look up and it's like, oh, now I see why they're so special because they've worked at it and yes they're gifted but they've worked at it so those are some of the quick thoughts that i just as i've processed a lot what are the what are the categories that elite leaders have um that psychology that clarity that emotional intelligence um obviously character and then just a, a constant pursuit for growth awesome so 
Great answer. And I love riffing on it. I love, I love talking about it. Okay, let's, um, I end with three questions. Trevor, let's go. First one is, what are you currently reading? Um, speaking of learning, growing, what are you currently reading that's helping you stay sharp? Or maybe what have you been reading? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I keep going back to, you know, Brett Ledbetter and, uh, you know, what drives winning. Uh, I just, there's so many good nuggets mm-hmm. in there. And, uh, you know, even just his last one, the, the what drives winning environments, you know, I just, I keep going back to that. And it's such a simple read and it's just so easy for us coaches, you know, to, to, to read through it and, and make it, you know, applicable right away. And so that, that's been good. Um, John Mayer, you know, our, our buddy, uh, you know, coach your brains out, you know, just a good volleyball, not only just a good volleyball coaching book, but just, you know, how it explains everything from motor learning to you know, how to deal with athletes and, and how we're going to train and coming up with your philosophy and your, your principles and vision. So, uh, that, that's, that's been a huge for me, uh, a, a older, older book, but training soccer champions, uh, by Anson Dorrance. Um, just how to coach, you know, the female athlete a little bit. Um, that, that's been really good for me. And, and I, I find myself going back to that, you know, every now and again, I'm not so much like, um, you know, uh, like how he runs his, um, uh, I want to say the cauldron, not, the competitive. Cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not like a big cauldron person, but, uh, I understand understand about recording everything and, and keeping track we, we we do that in our practices but um i never really show the girls you know i, I don't i don't print them out and then put them on the whiteboard because i don't want them to get focused on results you know i just i want them to to continue to strive and, and to fail and, and you have to make mistakes to get better so i, I want them to to want to make mistakes so yeah uh, we talk about that and then lastly i got a fourth book for you but uh Uncommon by Tony Dungy is a, is a huge book for me. And, and, uh, you know, I just, for me, I want to be uncommon and, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm coaching and, 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 you know, I'm being a father and, and a husband and, and I want to do that, you know, uh, cause I want to please the Lord. That's great. Love those books. Second question I asked, what advice would you give a young person just getting into the coaching profession? Yeah, I think you said it earlier. I, I think just having that resiliency, the, uh, the idea just have this growth mindset to, you know, I'm willing to go anywhere and, and coach anywhere and, and, and really do anything I can to, to learn as much as I can. Um, not to feel like they're feeling dumb by asking or emailing, you know, college coaches directly. But, you know, uh, I think, you know, the, the more you can do that, the, the better. Uh, I think getting into gyms, whether it's summer camps or college coach camps, um, you know, trying to be around other college coaches as much as you can, you know, could be really good for you and, and ask, ask a lot of questions. Um, I, I think it's huge too. And um, yeah, that's, that's been helpful for me. So, yeah. And then the last question I ask is who would you like to hear on this? You are an avid listener, so I don't even have to like make that statement up. Who would you like to hear? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think getting a Dan Fisher on here, uh, University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, he's had a great year this year. Uh, Elite Eight almost got to the Final Four. They were up 2-0 on, on Washington, and, and uh, Washington just kind of played a little bit better on the stretch. But he's where he's taken that program to 
to now, um, you know, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, so he's a great mentor, a great friend of mine. Uh, I mentioned before Ryan McGuire, um, uh, at, at Baylor, um, you know, he led them to a final four, um, and just again, another, um, um, guy that understands a lot of small part of the picture. And then, um, we haven't had an AD on here for a while, but, uh, Ian McCaw is our AD at, um, here at Liberty and, and he's been at Baylor and, you know, so he's, he's helped, you know, we're on the rise, you know, here at Liberty and he's helped with that for sure. But I, I think just the way that he relates to coaches and, and to athletes and the way that he carries himself, you know, a, a lot of people love Ian McCaw, you know, Kim Mulkey, who's now at LSU. She, she when I first got hired here, she texted me and she's like, you're so lucky to be with Ian. So uh, I'm, cool. I'm very blessed to, to, to be with him. So he's, he's done phenomenal here. Love it. Dude, I so appreciate you throwing that little uh, haven't had an AD here on a while. So I needed, <laughs> I needed that little boost of encouragement. Yeah, thanks for the, those names. Trevor, great, great stuff, man. Seriously, lo- love it. G- good getting to know you. Um, and now I can even connect more dots on your story. But yeah, good, good stuff. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Travis. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for listening. I'm assuming if you made it this far that you enjoyed the conversation. Would you please leave a review and pass this podcast along to anyone else that you think might enjoy it? If you have any suggestions for the show, I'm always looking to to grow and to improve the show. Email me at Travis at KingdomCoachingTW.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, have a good one.